Okay. Thank you, Harry, for for, for well, reminding. Who let these deal guys into the class? What's that? Deal guys? Oh, no, deal guys. Who let these deal guys in? <laughs> Let's go. Rabbi, um, is this is this a Ted for 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 a uh, cruise? Um, there's other problems on cruises. Let's. <laughs> I'm just, if, if, theoretically, if all the other problems were good, it would just be that thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. As long as you leave, you have to leave at the right time, though. Tanu Rabbanan. I'm sorry. Minsur l'tzidon, afilu be'erev shabbat mutar. If you're going from Sur to Tzidon, the city of Sur is, um, the city of Sur is right next to Tzidon, and you could get there right before Shabbat. It's like going on a, a short plane ride where you know you can get there right before Shabbat, then even let her fly, even let her go on end of Shabbat. So even though we told you you're not allowed to get on a ship three days before Shabbat, but if you go on such a short trip where you're not going to have to go on Shabbat, it's fine. Tanu Rabbanan, and Sarin al Shabbat. You cannot lay siege to a goy city. Laying siege means you. Uh, make a siege around the city and, and surround the city to attack it. You can't do that less than three days before Shabbat. So you got to start the siege on Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, Sunday is a good day to start the siege. If you didn't start, Wednesday we don't start sieges. So you got to wait till Sunday. So the Goim were in the city, they know that the Jews didn't stop by Tuesday. Don't worry about it. They ain't going to attack you now. Okay? But if they started, even after the time, and Mavskin, you can't stop. Could be a problem. Now, other rabbis say, Shammai would say, Shammai would say that you're allowed, since the Pasuk says you have to fight with them until you destroy them referring to uh, when we, the Jews lay siege to a city, then that sounds like even on Shabbat, you're allowed to continue and fight them. So it's not a problem to fight. Once you start the siege the right way, it's not a problem to fight them on Shabbat. Okay. Okay. Tanya. Oh, no. Amar Ashpag. We said that in Rashbag's house, he quoted that in his father's house, Rabban Gamliel, the custom was that they give their stuff to the laundry three days. If it's white, they would give it to the laundry three days before Shabbat started. We are now, let me see where we are right now. For those who are coming in in the middle of the class due to the lack of pressing the record button, we are now Tanya. Uh, we are now, I would say, opposite Tosfot Ella. Tanya, I'm going to be Sadok. It would give white clothes three days before Shabbat to the Kobesh to the give Colored clothes even on Friday. Why? Because it takes much less time, it's much easier. And therefore, there we learned that it's much easier to, to clean colored clothes than it is to clean white clothes. Now here's an interesting story. 
Abaye haya hile hu mano tzviya katka. Abaye once gave his colored garments to his uh, laundry guy. Amaleh kama ba'iti laveh. He told him, how much you want to launder this thing? Amaleh kitakamina. He says, oh, the same price as the white. Don't worry about it. I'll give you the same price as the white. He says, oh, the rabbis already beat you to it. You tried to rip me off? Too late. I learned the Mishnayot from Rebbe. And I know that the, the white ones are much more harder. So if you want to charge me the white price for this red one, alamak, as they say in Yiddish. Okay? So you see that? You can learn, you can learn Gemara and you learn how, to, how much to pay for your laundry. Amal Abaye. Abaye says, Hi, man. The guy who gives money, uh, guy, guy, guy who gives his garment to his washerman. He should always measure it when it goes and measure it when it returns. If it's longer than you gave it, what does it say there, Tal? What happens if it's longer than you gave it? It just says that if he damaged it by stretching it too much. Right. So in the, old, the olden days, what they would do is, they, you have to understand, the olden days, they didn't put it in the washing machine. They had this, this uh, board, and there's, there's, they're pulling, pull, stretching it back and forth over the board. And in theory, you could, if it's a delicate garment, you could stretch it. You have to de- treat it delicately. So you can ruin it by stretching it, or you can ruin it by putting it too hot water and making it shrink. So therefore, he's telling you now, another thing about laundry is besides making sure you pay too much, make sure that you measure it when it goes and when it comes back. We said before that both agree that you're allowed to put you're allowed to put the beam on a on a on either olives or grapes on Shabbat. On right before Shabbat and let it go on Shabbat. Everyone agrees that that you're allowed to do. Both Bet Shabbat and Bet Yilel. So tomorrow is going to clarify why. How come all the other things Bet Shabbat made a Gizirah? How come Bet Shabbat is strict on all the other things in the Mishnah? And this one thing, they're being lenient. They're letting you do it right before Shabbat, even though it's going to go pressing on Shabbat. You're putting the heavy log on the grape or the heavy log on the olives, and it's going to come out on Shabbat. Bet Shabbat seems like he's strict on these things. Why is he lenient on this? Says the Gemara, he wants to say like this. He says, the other things, had you done them on Shabbat, you would be chayav chatat. Which means you would be doing isur deoraita. And therefore, we don't let you do it on end of Shabbat. But putting the, the beam on top of these grapes or olives, uh, even if he did it on Shabbat, it's only Yisud Rabbanan. Now, why is it only Yisud Rabbanan? Uh, one would have thought that it would be 
מדאורייתא. דוריך היה מדאורייתא, because if you know from Sechidat Pino, we're going to learn later on Siman Kufchaf, that squeezing the only two types of fruits that Yechayav Medoraita are grapes and olives. And here we're talking about grapes and olives. But but here we're talking about grapes and olives that are pre-squeezed. So since they're pre-squeezed, you're just trying to get the last dregs out of it. That's not a Medoraita, that's only the Rabbanan. And that's why you're allowed to put it on before Shabbat, because even if you squeezed it on Shabbat, it would be the Rabbanan. Now, who holds like that? We're going to see soon in the Gemara. Who is the rabbi who holds that anything that comes out on its own is okay? Which means as follows. We're saying now that these olives and grapes, since they were already pre-squeezed, and they're going to come out on their own. Once you squeeze them once, if you leave these olives on their own, they'll come out. This can come out faster if you put the beam on it. But they'll come out on their own. Therefore, when I squeeze, I didn't do it. You do it who is the Tana who says that? They call me the Atimel Shapir Dami, that anything that comes on its own is good. So we're going to have a two way machloket, which Tana holds like this. And we're going to try to clarify why we pick this one, not the other one. Again, we're looking for a Tana that holds that since it's going to come out on its own, it's only Midrabanan. Amar Abyosi. Amar Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Hanina Rabbi Ishmaeli It's Rabbi Ishmael. This Ben Shemaya over here is going like Rabbi Ishmael. The Tanan, now, we, of course we don't mean Ben Shemaya is going like Rabbi Ishmael. Oh wait, joke to Ezea? Oh my gosh. Hold on. Sorry guys, one second. I have to say hello to this guy. We haven't seen him in a while. Is that Joey? Maybe his, his phone is not working well. Okay, we're not going to wait for him. Tell we got Joey. You could send him hello. Okay. Says the Gemara. So who is it? Rabbi Ishmael. Oh, so I was telling you before, it's like this. Rabbi Ishmael obviously, very obviously, uh, cannot is not the opinion that Bet Shemai is going like. Obviously, Bet Shemai is much, much older than Rabbi Ishmael, and he's not going like Rabbi Ishmael. It means that whoever's quoting this Mishnah, thank you, Shmuel, whoever's quoting this Mishnah must, the, the rabbi who quoted Bet Shemai to be like this, is that rabbi holds like Rabbi Ishmael, right? Every Mishnah is... A, a, a later rabbi quoting Bet Shemai. It wasn't Bet Shemai talking himself. So the rabbi quoting Mishnah, let's call him Rabbi Haber. Rabbi Haber, he himself must hold Rabbi Ishmael. So I'm quoting that Bet Shemai says this because the way I understand, I understand like Rabbi Ishmael. That's what's going on over here. Because Rabbi Ishmael is much younger than Bet Shemai. Baruch Atah Adonai, Elohim Elohim Okay. See it inside. Who is the Bishmael? We learned in the Mishnah. Hashum, garlic, vaboser, and unripe grapes. Vamililot, and unripe wheat. Shiniskan, veod yom. 
that you crush them when it was still daytime on Friday. He says, as long as it gets finished when it gets dark, it's okay. You can't put it unless you can't put it. You can't put the the thing on it to get to get finished on Shabbat. So we see that Rabbi Ishmael is allowing these shulman boss and minigot. Joey, we we did say we did give you a proper hello when you came on. We haven't seen you in so many years. We're very happy to see you, Joe. Okay. He's not even saying hello. This guy. He won't say hello. Okay. Rabbi Eliezer, no man. Rabbi Eliezer says. Rabbi Azari, Rabbi Eliezer disagrees. He says it's not. He's not going like like Rabbi Ishmael. He's going like Rabbi Azar. It's not because we learned in the Mishnah. Chalot devash. If you have honeycombs, shiniskan of Shabbat that were crushed in Shabbat, the way they used to do deal with honeycombs, not the cereal, the actual honeycomb, is that they would take the comb, they would smash it, and the honey would drip out of the honeycomb the entire Shabbat. So it says, Chalot of Shabbat If you smash them before Shabbat and they came out on their own, we're now on the second line of Yuten Amorbet. Allows it. Okay, so you see, Rabbi Eliezer over here allows the honeycomb. So it's a machloket. Which shita is the Mishnah going like? Is the Mishnah going like Rabbi Ishmael beforehand, who had said that you could put a beam on garlic slash bosset slash wheat before Shabbat? Or is the Mishnah going like this opinion of the honeycomb, which is the Bia Eliezer? Okay? Now, the Gemara is going to have to clarify, why do you say it's one over the other? That's what we're going to do now. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yossi Barachanina, who says it's the Bia Ishmael with the garlic, why did he say it's the Bia Eliezer with the honeycomb? Amar Lach, so Rabbi Yossi who told you that it's the Bia Ishmael, he'll tell you, no, Hatam, when regarding the honeycomb, you can't compare one to the other. By a honeycomb, what was in the honey, even before you started, was honey. It was a liquid. So it was a liquid inside and liquid outside. Just because the really is it lets you take out liquid that was already liquid inside, doesn't mean he'll allow you to create liquid. There's a difference between extracting liquid and creating liquid. You've only seen by honeycomb that the rabbi will allow you to extract liquid on Shabbat. It was liquid all along. But to create a liquid, a new liquid, you never saw. And when you're, when you're smashing a grape, a grape wasn't a liquid inside a grape. It's, it, you're actually extracting it from the fruit. So therefore, just because you're going to be in the end, say his piece by honeycomb does not necessarily mean that I'll say the same thing when it comes to smashing grapes. So therefore, we, it's not fair, according to Rabbi Yossi Rachanina, it's unfair to say that our Mishnah is this honeycomb thing, because just because the rabbi says by honeycomb doesn't mean they'll say it by us. Jack, you with me? Can I get a thumbs up for that? Awesome. Okay, good. We got a couple of thumbs. Thank you. Now, Rabbi Eliezer, What's he going to say back? Amar Lach, he'll tell you. Hashemina Rabbi Eliezer, 
You see that Beliez is also allowed olives and grapes. He came with a brighter that he had under his belt. He didn't come empty-handed, this rabbi, when he came from Nahadai. No way. He came with a brighter. And the brighter said the following. Allowed even olives and olives and grapes are actually extracting. Not, I'm sorry, what did I say? Uh, the two things, what did I say? One was extracting and the other one was creating. Here, here we're creating a liquid. And even though we're creating a liquid, he's allowing it. So says the Gemara. In general, like you see in the Gemara, very often the Gemara will tell you that a Mishnah, every Tana knows every Mishnah, but not every Tana knows every Brighta. So when this rabbi came and he had this Brighta in his hand, the reason why the rabbi had challenged him and said it's not Rabbi Eliezer is because he did not know this Brighta, Rabbi Eliezer allowed this one also. No problem, he never heard this. Good. Now the Gemara wants to go the other way around. Rabbi Eliezer, why didn't he say like about the garlic and the wheat and those things? Why didn't he use Rabbi Ishmael as the author of Amishnah? Amar Lach, he'll tell you back. Lav Itmar Allah, didn't I tell you? Amar Rav Bar Chanina, Amar Rav Yochanan. We're talking about a case where it needed the the shum needed more. It wasn't fully smashed. The Kula Amalo Pligi. Everyone agrees that you can't put it on. Keep Pligi Mechusim Shechita. He says, when, it's, when it still needs more, everyone agrees it's Asur. The only argument is when when they were fully smashed. The Hani Nami, Ki Mechusim Dichyadamu. He says, when it comes to the olives and the grapes, he says, these are things, these look, olives and grapes need a little more smashing. And since they still need more smashing, you can't compare it to the other case. Because the other case, we're talking about garlic that does, that's already fully smashed. Here, since there's more smashing necessary, you're doing some of the smashing, the rabbi never left that such a thing. So says, In the end, he, he agrees that you're allowed to do it. On Boston, we don't he does agree that you're allowed to do it on Bosemilot uh, and Shuman garlic. Okay. Let's do a little more. Let's see if we get to the mission today. Okay. Now, the rest of the Gemara is talking about various different subjects. Okay. Machlok is between Rav and Shmuel about Muksa. Now, says the which means the oil of the pressers. It seems like the way it works was when people would go to the press. Uh, Dan, you have a question? Okay, when people would uh, look like I had a question. When people would go to the to the to the olive press, um, the, the rule was that anything left over in the olive press, uh, you get to use the press. Included in the price is that you leave the leftover olives in the press, and that 
becomes the property of the press owner. That's called Shemin Shebadadim, or Matzalot Shebadadim, or the mats that are used by these Badadim, that these guys used to, to cover the olives, mm-hmm. right? So Rav Asad Meshpul Shalev. Rav says you're not allowed to use them since they're used for, for purposes of, of business. Rav says they become Asur. Shmuel says, no, if you want to use them, okay. Amar of Nachman, as I went to the Khaliba, let's say you have a, a goat that you want to use for milking, or you have a Rachel, you have a lamb that you want to use for the wool. Or you have a chicken that you want to use for the eggs. Or you have an ox you want to use for plowing. Or you have that you want to sell. All these things are supposed to be merchandise. So these merchandise, are you allowed to use them on your tov? Let's say you just change your mind one your tov. And you want to shech this chicken. It was using for eggs, and you got hungry. You want to use it. You got, a guy has, let's say, in his backyard, a big chicken coop for eggs. And one Yom Tov, people come, and they get uh, 20 guests in one day. And he says, you know something? Okay, I'll take a few chickens from my coop, and I'll shek them and make a, make a meal on Yom Tov. You're allowed to shek the chicken on Yom Tov. But these chickens may be mukseh, since they were designated for merchandising purposes. That's the question. So Rav Asad. The and Shmuel says Rav and Shmuel is the argument Yesh and which we're going to see all over Masechet Shabbat. This is the first time we're actually stepping into it, really. But all over Shabbat, you see my cloak, and Rabbi Shimon holds let Mukseh that things do not become set aside just because you had in mind to use it for one thing, and Rabbi holds they do get Mukseh. And Rav held it with Asur because he held like uh, Rabbi Uda and Shmuel held it with Mutar because he held like Rabbi Shimon. Same story. Utalmida the Ori beir charta the Igis to Rabbi Shimon. What happened was this student uh, went to town and somebody asked him a halacha question and he ruled. In a city called Kharta de Igas, like Rabbi Shimon, which says it's Mutar, Shamte Rav Amnuna. Rav Nuna put him in Kherim. He put him in excommunication. How dare you rule like Rav Shimon that it's Mutar? We all like Rav Shimon. Why did they put him in Kherim, the, 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 the student? What did he do wrong? Says, well, you're right. But Ba'atri de Rav Hava. It was in the town of Rav. And in the town of Rav, it's I to rule against the rabbi. Yes, it's okay to rule like Rabbi Shimon. We all like Rabbi Shimon, but not in the town of Rav. It was not proper to rule against him. Uh, it's like similar to the halakha we had before. We said halakha ve'en morin ken. It's halakha, but you can't rule like that. You never rule against the rabbi in his hometown, and therefore... Even though he was right, he was put in Khedim. Hani Tre Talmidi, there were these two students. Chad Matzil Bechadmana. 
ואחד מציל בארבע וחמש מאני. וכמפלגי בפלוקתא דרבא ועזב דברי אפונה. Now, this actual מחלוקת really takes a lot more time to do. And there's a big מחלוקת what you're allowed to save from a fire on Shabbat. Okay? Uh, for example, nothing is a fire on Shabbat. The rabbis made a kezerah. What are you allowed to save from the fire? Okay. Are you supposed to take it out in one keli? One, one rabbi would say that whatever you could fit in one keli, you're allowed to carry on the Shabbat. The rabbis are afraid that you might want to put out the fire on Shabbat. And therefore, they only allow you to take out certain amounts of stuff on Shabbat. Hold on one second. We're only talking about a case where there's not Sakanat Nefashot. Had there been Sakanat Nefashot, there would be no Gezira. So that's why nowadays, when you're talking about a case in Brooklyn, where every fire is automatic, we're not referring about that type of case. But let's say a person's got a farm someplace, and if his house burns down, it's not he's the only guy in the house, it's him and his wife, and his wife's outside, and he knows there's no Sakanat Nefashot at all. It's a loss of money. For a loss of money, you're not, no matter how big, you're not allowed to break Shabbat. However, the rabbis allow you to carry some stuff out. But how much is, is the question. So one rabbi took it out in uh, one box, and the other one took it in f- four or five boxes. But he put them all to a big box. And that, that's how we carry it out. The, the reason why they did it is because they're going with the machlok between Rabbi Barzabda and Rav Huna. Which is going to be a Gemara later on, Daf Kufchaf. But it's not Tashem. When we get to Daf Kufchaf, we'll discuss this machloket in, in detail. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Guys, enjoy the rest of your night. Okay. Thank you, Rabbi. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you, Rabbi. Rabbi, are we going to make up the uh, other class? I feel th- th- we have the other class. I-, I-, I did both classes and I didn't get a chance to do it. I, I'm just not, I'm, I'm, right now I'm not up to doing it, but I have to go back and make it up. Also, today's class is messed up also. We missed the first uh, 25 minutes till uh, Harry pointed out that we weren't recording. It's a little problem. Okay, we'll try to figure it out, inshallah. Okay. Hopefully when everyone's better. Thank you, Rabbi. Okay. And meeting.